He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to the 100th episode. Crazy. Of two physical therapists and a bag of chips. That's like 50 and then 50 more. Yes, that is like two times 50. That's that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a a ton. Yeah, in my mind, I thought maybe we would make 100. I mean, that's like a distant goal, but it sort of has gone pretty quick somehow. So... Which seems weird to me. So before we do anything else, I need to give a little shout out to Christian here because this was his this was his baby. This was his his idea, one hundred and ten percent. And I was going, like, yeah, this is going to be good. We're going to do a podcast once a week, and you know, this will be one of those things that's going to go eight, ten weeks, and then we're going to come up with an excuse. Um, dude, I'm so friggin' impressed. Um, this is amazing. So. Kudos to you for all the work that you put in. And, um, you know, we're not even really sure what the feedback or what the benefit of this podcast is. Other than, you know, in my case, most of the time, it's just kind of some mental clearance. It's, uh, you know, we learn a couple things and it's um, it's been amazing. So thank you so much for uh, coming up with this idea and for sticking with it and for making it as successful as it is. Um and to all of you who are listening, um, you know, send a big thank you to uh, to Christian. Bombard his inbox. Oh. Well, I have to say thank you to you for showing up pretty much every weekend for two years to come uh, record this, you know, with the occasional uh, distance record or the, the, the few where we record a few in a week before. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate it. It's, it's definitely something that's... Uh, you know, bigger than I anticipated. I mean, we're we're somewhere over fourteen thousand downloads at this point, so which is unfathomable. So you know that I mean, if you average that out, right, it's uh, right around one hundred and forty downloads an episode, which seems pretty incredible considering we only have like eighty-seven followers. So <laughs> you know, those eighty-seven followers are either really busy or they keep misplacing their downloads. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't thank everyone enough who's listened. We can't thank everyone enough who's, who's given us feedback. Uh, we can't thank everyone who's, who's brought us chips and who just kind of thinks it's funny and interesting. And, and everybody who's been on the, the podcast over the years, I mean, we'll, we'll thank them all more at the, the official two-year mark, which is just a couple weeks away now. Uh, and we'll do our full chip year in review session there as well. But uh, I just have to say thank you to everybody who, uh, you know, kind of continued to to give us feedback and just let us know that maybe something we were doing was kind of useful here. Uh, from a standpoint of, of why this is effective for us, I mean, it, it draws a lot of traffic, uh, you know, to just our social media as well as our webpage in terms of uh, being findable. A lot of uh, search engine optimization happens through the podcast. And so that's our neighbor, ex-neighbor, current neighbor. <laughs> we don't know what's going New on over neighbor. there. They're, they're doing something so uh, we'll see what happens to we'll, that, that. We'll leave facility. that in. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much to Jimmer, first and foremost. Definitely thank you to uh, Kate and Karen for letting us do this all the time. And uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. We really we really do appreciate it and uh, hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been doing. It's fun to see the, uh, the look on people's face when they realize that we're, we're actually serious about doing this podcast. And it's amazing how many people have jumped on the chips bandwagon. So yeah, like Christian said, to all of those who has who have brought us a hundred bags of different kinds of chips over yeah. these two years, yeah. uh, a very big thank you. Um, 
yeah, it's it's been and like Christian pointed out, um, I that's all I do in the weekend is I show up. I just sit down and um, some days I spurt off more and some days I just sit here listening to Christian who does all the research, um, all the cutting and pasting. You know, he's here with like a cassette recorder and it's a little more advanced than cassette recorder. Scotch but. tape, doing mixes. Um, no, there's a lot of work that, that's involved in this. So, uh, you know, don't, 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 um, don't think I don't realize that. But oh, thank you, man. It's, um, no, it's been, it's been a, a fun ride, and I'm hoping that we'll, uh, we'll do 150 more. All right, 250 is the new goal. That's the new goal. <laughs> so that'll be five years of podcasting. <laughs> we shall, we'll, yeah, let's, that sounds good. We'll let's put do it. it. We'll let's put do it. it. I mean, that's the next big episode after this, right? We did a little something when we hit 20 episodes. Because you know, I thought that was good. episodes later. <laughs> I thought that was pretty impressive that so, we hit 20. Yeah, 20 yeah. was good. I mean, you know, in doing research for this episode, there, uh, you know, 100 episodes is, is for television. That's when you would hit syndication. So that's when you'd start making the big bucks. Ooh. You know, so. Um, can we syndicate the podcast? I mean, it's technically in syndication. Anybody can play at any time from anywhere as often as you want. Without yeah. sharing any kind of. We continue to be a you know a free download and easy access. We're available all over the place, and so you know. Yeah, this has no, definitely not been about about making money. No, this has been about uh, eating a lot of chips. Yeah, and I mean indirectly just bringing more uh, traffic, you know, to, to rebound therapy and wellness. Yeah, clinic. there's definitely a um, and so a big a big social media impact and a um, a marketing. Probably the most successful marketing thing that, that um, I have ever been a part of. So again, thank you for for putting all the effort in and and, um, and for making Rebound look good. You demand. Oh, cheers! Well, cheers to this. Yeah, we're we've got a, a, we've got a beer with our chips today. We're going to be doing 365 pastrami on rye. We got to thank uh, Mr. Matt Schneider, who's really jumped on the chip wagon. Uh, this is probably his fourth or fifth bag, maybe yeah. maybe more at this point. Thanks, Matt. This is his most local. Most of his come from somewhere else in the, in the planet. The, yeah, the last one was about a month ago that he brought in from uh, from Alabama. That was the um, official minor league baseball chips. Yes. Um, the and, uncle um, is. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, pastrami and rice. As Christian pointed out, when the chips came out of the bag, definitely not the best smelling chips. They they smell like all the parts about pastrami and rice <laughs> you don't usually like. And so. it's, it says here that it has pastrami and rice seasoning. Which I challenge anyone to find that in the in the store in the store in the spice rack. It's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, yeah. They should like, have listened. It's like when you get maple bacon flavoring. It's like what is that? But we could very well be blown away. We could. We very well. Could so I'm be. keeping an open mind. Yeah. They look like potato chips. That's a that's a step up from last week's chip. That's um, a good point. So, and I remember the chips that um, um, that Kem sent us. That were uh, that smelled like fish food. Yeah, um, Those they were delicious. Better than they <clears throat> smelled. That's true. So. Yeah, now uh, a few things that we're gonna kind of move into. Uh, we're definitely gonna start doing some more listener input uh, with the show. So that's that's probably all gonna be through social media stuff. But you know, we're gonna be looking at more, uh, you know, just topic requests and any sort of polls outside of just the chip thing. Just try to move that a little bit more in the direction of physical therapy or things related to physical therapy a little more. So be on the lookout for for that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, and generally, we'll we'll continue to do this as long as there's there's some positive feedback and as long as we're uh, 
you know, having fun. And, and apparently now we're doing 250 episodes. So we're, we're going to need 150 <laughs> we need, more bags of chips. <clears throat> and we need some more topics. So, yeah, things that um, yeah. that we may have touched on in the past, if you want us to, to review something again or give you an update or give you a little bit more of our personal experience, um, you know, send out some requests. Um, things that specifically pertain to you, we'd be more than happy to discuss that. Yep. Um, so if you have a particular injury or or a problem that's nagging that you're struggling with, um, you know, reach out, like Christian said, through the, the social media. I'm not even going to re- repeat what we're on because I can never remember if it's Instasnap or Chat Phase or whatever those things are called. So. Instagram and Twitter, there those are the big ones. <clears throat> so, also YouTube, and you can message us directly through Prodbean and some other places. So, And I've been mm-hmm. working on uh, getting our Facebook up and running for over a year now. So. Um, that's working really well. Have we found the password yet? No, no, no. I'm going to have to do it a different way. Oh, God. Um, that's been... But that may happen in the next year or so. Yeah. That's always good times. Maybe. Oh, man. Oh, so, man. So we're just going to do a little banter here. Yeah. Yeah, Today we're just going to do a little, little conversation. We're going to drink our beer, eat our chips, and uh, we're probably just going to touch on... I think it'd be more interesting if we touch on why we became physical therapists or how we ended up doing that because people ask us that all the time and neither one of us has the most traditional story, to be totally honest with you. Um, well, you start. Why did, why did you become a physical therapist? Well... I don't even know this. You don't even know this? No. No. Because so you were in the... Christian was in the movie business. I was in the movie business, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I did a lot of uh, production as in undergrad, my undergrad degrees in mass communication and journalism with a film emphasis from the University of Denver. So that's nothing like physical therapy <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I really didn't even do any sciences in undergrad outside of uh, a course called Technology 21, which was the uh, science for people who didn't want to do science, basically. Just to check off that box. Yeah, I mean, it did some psychology and sociology and math and that sort of stuff, but really no science. So after I uh, I graduated, I moved to New, to New York, worked in the, the independent movie scene in New York for, for almost two years and decided that was not a field I could see myself being happy in for the next 50 years of my life. And so I... Uh, I took a job as a physical therapy assistant at a at a clinic, well, an aide technically at a clinic in New York, and uh, what brought that on? Well, I hurt myself a lot playing sports. Okay. So I hurt myself <clears throat> in high school. I hurt myself in college. I had knee surgery when I was 19. I uh, prior to that surgery, I hurt myself pretty good in that particular instance. I did basically six weeks of PT before they decided that. What was going on in my knee wasn't salvageable through PT. I uh, I had torn partially my ACL, I torn my PCL, I torn my meniscus, and I torn my MCL playing rugby. And, Brilliant. Uh, so that was that that didn't go well. I didn't do so good in school that that quarter. Uh, I had I had a really hard time getting to my finals. I made it there, but it took me about forty five minutes to walk from my dorm to the building halfway across campus, which isn't that far if you know DU at all. So uh, I struggled to study, but my grades weren't good. So I spent a lot of time in PT then. In high school, I had what they call a kissing fracture, where I uh, fractured my tibial plateau, where my femur impacted my tibial plateau, uh, playing rugby as well. It sounds, it sounds like I just hurt myself playing rugby, which I mostly did, actually. I did that a lot. Um, so I was in PT then for also about eight weeks. And um, I never really considered it as an option for me. I wasn't the best student. I wasn't that 
you know, medically oriented at all at any point in time in my life. Uh, you know, I did just enough kind of work to, to get by, to, to get into college, but I never really saw myself as a, as a quality student, and so I never considered a field in medicine in any way whatsoever as being appropriate for somebody uh, with my struggles in, with education. And so I never really thought about it at all. But after, uh, you know, kind of deciding the movies weren't for me due to, to a, a lot of reasons, and uh, working as a, an assistant in a PT clinic, I thought that that environment sort of checked a lot of boxes for me. One of them, the big one for me is like, I can't sit at a desk. It's just, I don't have, I mean, you know, ADD, ADHD, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, as a kid, I was not the ideal candidate for, for sitting in a classroom and being a good student. In, I, Dutch I we say, <clears throat> in Dutch we say you don't have any sit flies. Yeah, I had had to move, and so, uh, you know, movies were really good in that regard because you're never in the same place. You're always going to, to a new new location. You're never shooting, you know, I mean, at least with, with kind of where I was working, you're not shooting at a studio doing, you know, nine to five type, type job at all. And so that was hugely appealing. And, and in physical therapy, even though you're going to the same building, I mean, you work with different people every day, you're working with different injuries, even if you're seeing the same, you know, group of people, you know, a few times in that week, you're not doing the same thing with them. They're constantly progressing. You're constantly reassessing and re readjusting and, and, and you're not sitting at a desk, which uh, for me, it was just not something I could ever imagine doing, uh, you know, when I was basically college aged. 18 to 25, something like that. So uh, basically at that point I decided that I would try to go to PT school and uh, I looked at the prerequisites and I had uh, met about three of them. <laughs> so um, I had to go basically be a continuing education student. So I went to, to SUNY Purchase, which is just outside uh, White Plains, New York, State University of New York, uh, and uh, enrolled for basically two years as a non-matriculated student doing every basic science class and an upper level science class you can think of uh, to get my prerequisites. So uh, the first summer of school I went back, I did eight weeks of chemistry, which was the equivalent of one year's worth of chemistry. That's so crazy. I spent four hours in the classroom a day, four hours in the lab a day, and after uh, you know, two weeks I took a midterm, after four weeks I took a final, after six weeks I took a second midterm, and after eight weeks I took a, a another final uh, and that was um, that was a lot of work and I don't recommend that to anybody especially if that's your first class back to sciences in, in, in a, since high school more or less I don't consider technology 21 really a science class <laughs> uh, but after that um, I mean it was a good wake-up call to to get myself kind of figure out how to study again and then uh, I did two years doing physics and chemistry and anatomy and physiology and uh, statistics and psychology and a sociology course. And I went to uh, Manhattanville and I went to online classes through Westchester Community College. And, and I took any class I could get into to, to fill the prerequisites uh, as fast as I could pretty much. And um, after two years, I was, I was finally in a position to apply to, to PT school and uh, somehow got into every school I applied to. So. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to intersect here just real quick. This is a classic example of why a lot of the admission boards in not just PT schools but a lot of other schools should take a hard look at how they do their admissions process because this dude here worked his butt off just to try to get 
the prerequisites. That in itself should be um, a big shout out for admissions. And I've I, and I've I've seen other kids do the same thing, where they're so driven and they're so focused on wanting to do something. They may not have the 4.0 GPA, but those are those things are irrelevant for whether or not you're going to be an excellent PT. And uh, don't kid yourself, dude. You are an unbelievable PT. You're an excellent PT. And it is not just because of your knowledge, but it's because of your drive and your problem-solving skills and your ability to interact and your empathy. And so those are all things that are way more impressive in a PT student than your stupid grades. So if anybody is listening who is on an ambitions board, um, listen to this story. This is what it takes. It's not just the grades. So um, congrats, dude. Well done. Thank you. Your Thank hard you. work paid off. But that's that's a tough road to go. Yeah. So I uh, I didn't really start PT school until I was uh, 27 years old. Which I think is beneficial. And and I've yeah. seen this, and you know this. I've seen this with other other students that that have done. Uh, and and one of your uh, patients who who went that route. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, went the long roundabout yeah. road. I truly believe that it makes you a better physical therapist if you. Um, if you have some life skills, if you have, you know, you've built up some empathy, you build up some, some, um, some life stories. Um, I truly believe that you're a much, much better therapist. And I think there's, you know, th th that's another one of those things why maybe the, the, the education system here is, it's all geared to immediately go into college after high school, but a lot of kids don't know where they're going. And I never thought I was going to be a physical therapist. I was going to be a doctor. Um, Christian didn't think he was going to be a physical therapist. He thought he was going to be in the movie industry. So um, I think a lot of us have to be out in the real world for a bit before we kind of get a feel for what it is that we like, what makes us tick, um, what are we successful at. So um, that's a big yeah. sideways, roundabout way of, of saying um, – you know, don't ever give up on your dreams. If, if there's something that you like and, and uh, age doesn't matter. If you're 30, 35. We had a kid in my PT school who was 35. He'd been, an, he'd been a math instructor first and then became a nurse mm -hmm. and then became a physical therapist. Wow. And he's amazing. Yeah, we had a number. I mean, about half of our class was, was recent grads. So recent grads is one to, one to two years out or that year plus a year or two out. And uh, the other half of our class was all people who had had other jobs. So we had people that were, I mean, uh, nuclear submarine engineers come back to PT school. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the quality of, of education in these individuals is incredibly high. But again, you know, sometimes that lifestyle doesn't suit you or that, that type of work doesn't suit you. Uh, I mean, I think the oldest uh, member of my class was, was in her mid-40s. Uh, you know, mother who decided to, to go back to PT school made the commitment, you know, to spend three years of, you know, full-time as a student with, with young kids at home. And, um, you know, just incredible. I mean, when you see that situation, being a 27-year-old, you know, starting PT school really doesn't make you feel that old, you know, in, in comparison. Right. So. I think I think the biggest um, compliment that we can get is, um, you know, the, the, the young lady that I just pointed out that Christian treated that became a PT. But we've seen this a lot where um, kids that come in here uh, for rehab – and become passionate about physical therapy, or people that do a shadowing, or people that are you know just just um, 
students that want to get a feel for what PT is like. Um, you know, that, that's the biggest compliment you can give us is we're trying to... Make... And we'll try to talk you out of it. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Anybody who's on the fence, we... we uh... And, you know, there's a lot going on there, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's a more challenging field than I think it was initially just from... Uh, just a, a just overall healthcare. Yeah, the healthcare in America is, is certainly a challenge. I mean, as we move further and further away, people are losing protections under the law this week. I mean, you know, all the stuff that's happened to, to, to trans people just this week is, is, you know, shocking to see. You think we're, we're living a, in a relatively forward, progressive country and we're, we're, we're undoing things that, that to make people more inclusive. At the same time, we've got you know, 50 states worth of, of, of protesting going on. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of disconnect between what people are saying and what people want and, and what's happening out there. And, and that definitely makes its way into even physical therapy, which, you know, is, a, is 2% of all healthcare dollars. It's a very small percentage uh, of what's going on healthcare-wise. But, you know, most people have been to their physical therapist more recently than they've been to see their cardiologist or they've been to see their gastroenterologist. I mean, it, we, we work with a lot of people from all over the place and um, we're maybe their only introduction to healthcare outside of a, a pediatrician for, for a lot of kids. Uh, and so we try to we try to make it fun and interesting and, and make sure people have a good time when they're here. And, and, uh, and, you know, in addition to that, we try to be as educative as we can be. And um, I, I think we're selling ourselves shorts if, and not, not just, we as in Christian and myself, but the the PT industry in general. I think we're a, a major contributor to um, quality of life and quality of health overall as a as a gateway into your healthcare. Uh, and I think a lot of us have taken over for you know what primary care physicians used to be um, in in the sense of diagnosing injuries and ailments and, and, and problems. So yeah, fifty percent um, of people who go to their PCP go for low back pain. I mean, so that's a that's somebody who shouldn't have to spend their healthcare dollars there because they're going to end up in physical therapy, and a lot of those individuals don't end up in physical therapy. I think they say something like fifteen percent of those individuals get a referral to physical therapy right right away. So most of them get prescribed a medication or get get told to go to an orthopedist or get told to go somewhere else first for low back pain, and. Um, you know, the, the, the evidence and the statistics and, and all the research basically says if you can get, you know, 100% of those people into physical therapy sooner, the amount of money the healthcare system would save is, is staggering. And that's partially because physical therapy is so cheap. Well, that, it's cheap and, and it works, <laughs> right? I mean, people get better, people feel better, people feel confident, and, and they don't think that you know, I, I tweaked my back picking up a box. You know, I've blown out my my disc. I've slipped a disc. I need surgery. I need an MRI. A lot of the times they can, can come in and, and just need a conversation to get some confidence, and, and that does wonders for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest um, healthcare um, studies that has ever been done was about um, the efficiency of different, and I, I believe it was four different, um, um, healthcare applications uh, for low back pain, um, and this was done by the by the primary care or general practitioners industry, and it showed that there was no significant difference between um, bed rest for low back pain, physical therapy for low back pain, 
medication for low back pain and other intervention and this other intervention was chiropractics and acupuncture so if you look at that um, at a glance you go like okay well, so there's no difference it doesn't matter what I do what made a significant difference though is the reoccurrence rate of all but the physical therapy patients so people who went to physical therapy had a lower reoccurrence rate um, and I can't remember the, the percentage of the top of my head but it was significantly lower than people who did bed rest or medication or um, other healthcare providers. So there clearly is a benefit to talking to somebody about how they move, what their mechanics are, what things they can do on their own at home. So um, how do we wander so far from what we started with? That's what we planned for today. <laughs> but so yeah, I, I, th I think uh, I think as a first line um, healthcare provider, um, you know, luckily we have the ability now to, to uh, see patients who can direct or self-refer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I can only see that percentage of people growing. Um, and I think the importance of physical therapy in healthcare um, and controlling costs and being able to give people the tools to help themselves instead of relying on imaging or medication or other things um, is only going to grow. And um, mm -hmm. I just recently celebrated my 30th anniversary as a physical therapist. Congratulations. We didn't and even pop any champagne for No, that. we didn't. That's a long, long time. I didn't think I was going to make it to 30. But wow. it's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting journey, and um, I won't bore you with any of the details. But it's, it's still a profession that I wake up every day being very excited about. And, and I, I love how our profession has grown. Um, how our importance has grown. I, I wish that we had more um, support from not just the medical community, but also you know the APTA and people who um, who, who are supposed to stand up for us. Um, but having said that, we're um, we're excited to be here. Yeah, your podcast providers doing some podcasting. Should we try some chips? Because uh, yeah, but we first gotta we got we want to do chips first or tackle some trivia. Let's, let's take some chips first because okay. I'm getting hungry. And Let's go um, chip time. We got the 365 pastrami on rye. We got to thank Mr. Matt Schneider again. Very appreciative. Uh, this is the big bag. This is, what is this, 10 ounces? 10 ounce bag. Limited the, edition. The, the bag, the, the picture looks amazing. The picture is a pastrami sandwich with chips on it, which is always I'm delicious. assuming it's pastrami on rye flavored potato chips on the sandwich. Yeah, I'm always I'm always the kind of guy who puts his chips on a sandwich. That's just my thing. Peanut butter sandwich, boom. I've chips. never done that. I've Everything. never had chips on a sandwich. Chip it all out. You know what's really good? Jalapeno peanut butter sandwich. With chips? Yeah, peanut butter chips. So you have jalapeno chips Jal or just jalapenos? Like jalapeno flavored potato chips. On a peanut butter on sandwich. On a peanut butter sandwich. I brought you some more peanut butter, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Love my peanut butter. Yep. All right. So chip to ratio on these, 50%. Pretty shocking, pretty big. 365, which is Whole Foods. Yeah. So Let's try it. Let's try me on rye. It's a, um, it's not a super crisp chip. This is kind of a, chip is very lazy. Um, as in lays. <laughs> yeah, not lazy, Z. but. It kind of tastes like a little mustard and vinegar mm -hmm. going on right here. I'm getting mustard. Which isn't what I'm smelling. Um, I'm getting a lot more mustard and pastrami. 
It tastes like a French's yellow mustard type of thing, kind of. Yeah. Like that sort it's, of. Uh, vinegar, hmm. Definitely a stronger vinegar mustard. I'm trying really hard to find rye. It, smell, it smells of the rye, I think. Now, this this this, um, this yeah. bite I just had had a little bit more pastrami. I, I can, I can kind of get it. It's uh, it's subtle. The chip is if it it just was a kettle chip, I think it'd be better. That's a good call. I mean, the chip itself is very kind of disappointing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a couple chips together, see if that's stack them up. You see if that makes a difference here. I think you get more of the flavoring when you stack them up. Hmm. I mean, it's it's not bad. It, it no, smells it smells worse than it tastes. Yeah, it's it's unique in the sense that. Um, it doesn't taste like anything that I've had before, mm -hmm. as in, so it's not like a salty chip or... Oh, like a dill, how, how it yeah. suddenly is kind of slip that way or something. How sometimes yeah. the, all these all these unique chip flavors are kind of all blending in the same. It, it's got a unique flavor. Yeah. Um, chip I'm, consistency is lacking. Yeah, that, yeah. that's my biggest... I, I probably would give it two thumbs, Yeah. but the quality of the chip itself is... Uh, I'm going to go with one. I'm also going with one. Yeah, definitely... Uh, and I needed some chips because um, yeah. this is some good beer, but I haven't had lunch yet. Oh, I'm going to start singing here. It's late for lunch. Alrighty, trivia time. I'm Last week's trivia. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crush, crush that. Yeah, good. Uh, why is a hockey puck named a puck? So, nobody, nobody got this right. Nobody had any real ideas. Even TJ admitted that he couldn't, either he didn't Google it or he couldn't find it. We had a professional hockey player who, who, did, who did not know. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I had no idea, and I've played hockey since I was four, so uh, it's not something you ever think about. You just accept it as is. And it's called on. a puck, yeah. Yeah. But it it is thought that the word comes from the old English word puke, which means devil or evil spirit. Uh, or, you know, later that word became a verb and means jab and or prod. Uh, in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, Puck was a mischievous spirit who was constantly getting into trouble by poking people the wrong way. Huh. So they think it took on the word puck because it has a tendency to, to bounce and lie on its side and jump around. and Kind of do its own thing. Which is why kinda, a lot of people kinda, have a... Kind of be a little devil out there. A lot of people have a hard time watching hockey because the puck's kind of all over the place. Moving pretty quick. I also found out in this that in the NHL they freeze their pucks so that they don't bounce as much. Could become less, so yeah, stiffer, so less to elastic, make them, less to make them rubbery, puck-like, I guess. Yeah. You know, less of a little devil, and they they change them out uh, pretty regularly because the hitting of the puck warms it up, and then they bounce more. So that makes sense. Things I never knew about hockey, and I, you know, we're, we're both craving hockey to come back. Yeah, that's that's coming. That's coming. They've got something brew. They've got something to brew. Nobody cares about the NBA, the PGA, or MLS, right? Everybody cares about hockey. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Maybe that's not even I think right. we're on the short side of that conversation, yeah. unfortunately. All right. I'll rephrase right. it. I'm, I'm ready for hockey to be back. Me too. Yeah. This week's question, what were Mickey Mouse's first words? That is so out of left field. It's perfect, though, I, yeah, isn't it? I have no idea. Makes total, makes total sense. Yeah. Maybe, hey, Goofy? Possibly. I mean, that would Are they the same me. age? Mickey and Goofy. I think Mickey is 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 the original, right? Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse. 
that that all kind of went that away. Yeah, I I, I, I get nothing. Uh, thank you, everybody, who's been listening to our first 99 episodes and who continues to listen through our 100th episode here. Uh, next week, we're going to go back to uh, the, the traditional format. We're going to talk about osteochondritis desiccans, and we're going to review the Pringles. This will be our first Pringles chip. Chip is our first Pringles snack. <laughs> yeah, can't call it a chip. Which is we'll a talk Reuben, about, so we're going with more, about that more sandwiches week. here. Uh, if you liked today's show or just the show in general, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. Anyone who's looking for more information about this topic, there isn't going to be any. We're just going to have some polls this week. So, yeah. I mean, follow us on Instagram. Maybe we'll put up a photo of the beer we drank. I don't know. It's going to be kind of a free-for-all this week. We'll definitely do the traditional uh, chip posts and the traditional trivia question posts. But the rest of the week will be interesting. We'll see, we'll see what we come up with. If you liked uh, this episode and this is your first one, I'd say you got 99 more to go. Yeah. Go check them out. You're going to find some better ones out there, so definitely check those out. Uh, if you want more information on, on Rebound Therapy, that's our PT clinic. Go to the website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thank you for listening.